Welcome to the Grace for This City podcast. We're helping you turn your city upside down. Hey, I'm your host, Justin Goff. Stay tuned. We got a great show for you today. Good morning. Good morning. I am Bob. I am not Justin. I'm here to uh, sit in for the pastor, Justin, while he is out doing other things. And I am joined in the studio with Pastor Christina. Good morning. Good morning. And I am glad you are here today. We are going to do the third part of our broadcast that we have been doing on reigning in your thought life. And we have based it on the book, um, Mastering the Silence by Reverend Doug Jones. And uh, this will be our third part. We kind of broke the book down into three portions, uh, three chapters each. And we go through those chapters. And what we're trying to do is encouraging you to control your thought life. And um, today's episode is going to speak volumes to you. I urge you to have a pen and paper and take some notes, um, especially if you're one of those people that can struggle with uh, your thoughts. And all of us, Mm -hmm. all of us have to go through that. We have all been there and it's uh, something that we need to learn to deal with. At, at times I wish, wow, why was I not taught this stuff years ago? Yes. You know, I mean, when I was a teenager 10 years ago, why was <laughs> I not taught that stuff? Um, but this is not just for adults. This is for training up your children in the way they should go. This is training them up when they're young and telling them, what are you thinking about? Why are you thinking about that? And make help them to analyze but mom and dad, you got to be doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. And as they grow up, when they become teenagers, they can take that same analysis and do what needs to be done so their thought life can be a godly thought life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, we're going to go ahead and get started. And, you know, we're titling this the reigning in your thought life. Well, this first segment I just want to mention is winning the battle of the mind it is a battle of the mind that we're involved in and just to do a small recap you know the enemy is out to devour us by using thoughts ideas and suggestions you got to realize that satan he is not everywhere he does have demonic presence around the world and when he goes to influence us, it is through thoughts, ideas, and suggestions. And like we had said on the previous episodes, you can go back into the Garden of Eden and you can see where, how he dealt with Eve, how he, he was so nice to her. He, he spoke kindly to her and he led her astray by giving her thoughts, ideas, and suggestions. We have been given God's armor Paul gave us the armor to put on God's armor and in Ephesians and is, and it is a defensive weapon for extinguishing fiery darts, but all of its offensive weapons of truth, righteousness, the gospel of peace, faith, salvation, and the word of God. Those are things that we use to combat our thought life. So I'm going to ask Christina a question. And how do we use the Bible knowledge, 
what we get out of the Bible, I've got my Bible here, what we get out of here, how do we use that to maintain our thought life? This is some place where you're gonna wanna take notes. You're gonna wanna write this down. And so I'm turning it over to Christina. How do I use the, the Bible the Bible to fight this stuff? Well, there's a couple ways. Um, identification, which is identifying each thought that comes our way. Yeah. Every thought uh, not being limited only to like fear-ridden thoughts or thoughts that suggest failure. So, so in other words, that I have to identify it, but it's not always when something is attacking me yeah. or bad I'm in a, in a bad situation or something. I need to deal with thoughts just sitting in front of the TV and something yes. comes in my head and... and yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, we investigate every thought, including those that seem to be using our own voice. Mm -hmm. The devil does not always use another voice. Some of our own bad habits and wrong teachings and, and beliefs will also speak to us, which will sound like our own thoughts. So we question each thought. Does the thought agree with, with my armor? Does, does it agree with the word? Mm, yeah, yeah. Does the thought agree with what I know about truth, righteousness, my salvation and faith? Does it agree with Bible-based beliefs? If not, then those thoughts are dangerous and should be avoided. Wow. Wow. So we examine every thought. 2 Corinthians 10.5 says, Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of christ i like i like that word every in there yes you know yes. i mean that's every not yes. not just this one or that one or the ones we choose right but not every just thought. bad looking yeah yeah uh, i had looked up the definition for cast and it means to throw to fling to drive from by force and to drive or impel by force and as I was preparing for this, the Lord had reminded me of a story that Nancy Dufresne had shared, and I'll try to condense it. They were in a rowboat, mm -hmm. and a rat made itself known. A rat. A rat. R-A-T. R-A-T. Okay. A rat was in the rowboat. The rowboat. Boat. Okay. Got, that's fun. In the middle <laughs> right. of a lake or the ocean right. or wherever you are. They got to the shore, and um, I believe it was with her parents, and she said that her dad took that rat, and he wound it up and he knocked it on something. And um, in the teaching, she's, everybody goes, aw. And she goes, don't you aw? She goes, that's what you do with rats. And what I believe the Lord brought that to mind was the, these thoughts that we hold up to the word that we, they, they don't measure up. They're not right. They're right. not good, godly thoughts. Yeah. We fling them. And it made me think about that. There are some that are so bad and deadly, we take them and whack them on something. Yeah. make sure they don't come back yeah that's just kind of what i thought you know it's neat that the lord would bring up something like that we don't Aww. play around right no <laughs> no there are life and death things that right. we don't play around with now i used to have a pet rat when i was growing up sure that's by and, choice <laughs> and, and you know but that it was by choice but she was a really nice rat yeah you know and 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 i i was uh i gave it to a friend of mine and and they uh the whole family liked it his whole family liked it they would let the rat run around their apartment and stuff and uh but that was a rat you would not grab swing over your head no and bang against something 
but I'm sure if I was unex not expecting a rat in a boat, sure, yeah, I would be. <laughs> oh no, that's not going to happen. No. But that's what we need to do with our our that's those right. thoughts that come. We take them serious. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so we are to be sober and vigilant. Um, constant vigilance and a relentless evaluation of each thought. And I looked up vigilant. It implies, or actually it was in the book, a vigilant implies ever on your guard. Mm. So you don't let up. You don't just take things like, oh, no big deal. You know, like you're, it's funny. I have a, a memory of as a teenager and being a young believer, you know, you're learning and uh, going with friends and not having money for a soda and so you get a cup for water and the thought goes through your mind of i could just get soda and nobody would ever know right well that's not necessarily my thought just because i heard it in that voice my voice it's not necessarily my thought and and that vigilance you're like no 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 that's not my thought and that's stealing and i'm not going to steal and you you don't let your guard down I'm not going to steal. I'm going to get water. That's the right thing. Right. And, you know, those that are listening out there, and I know you're out there. I know, I know, I know that I know that I know that that little voice inside is yes. reminding you of that time when you were at that fast food restaurant, mm -hmm. you ordered a cup for water mm -hmm. and you got over to that machine and, ooh, they got <laughs> Sprite, they got orange drink, you know, whatever. And, 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 but you went ahead and got water. That's right. Hopefully. Yes. Yes. You made good decisions, hopefully. So failure to be vigilant can lead to things. It can lead, it can cost you your marriage. It can cost you your health, your children's well being, your job, your peace of mind. It can lead to depression, bitterness, hatred, and so much more. So checking your thought life is a small price to pay compared to the damage that can be created when we fail to do so. Yeah, yeah. You know, going back to that reference of getting the cup of water, if you did go ahead and fill up on that root beer that was there instead, the next time you're in there, you're going to go, oh, I'm going to get a cup of water and you're going to be challenged again. That's right. And then all of a sudden you could find yourself either consistently mm -hmm. doing what is right or you're consistently doing what yes. is wrong. It's a little easier to do the wrong thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we need to maintain our vigilance. Yes. We need to maintain our vigilance to our thoughts. Um, and that is comparable to a military encampment. You know, when, when you look at, well, you can even go back some of the old Westerns where they had the Ford out there and everything. And so they had the, they had picket guards that were on the walls all the time. And those guards were walking the perimeter. It protects the entire compound. So we need to protect ourselves, but we're also out with our vigilance to protect those around us, yes. our family, our church, our community. Mm -hmm. We need to be vigilant because those other people, like in that fort, mm -hmm. they couldn't see what the guys on the perimeter could see. They could see an enemy attacking. 
They would sound the alarm. They may shoot their gun first, depending on what had to happen. But the people in the compound are not aware of any danger out there. They are walking around not being vigilant. They don't have to be in that respect mm -hmm. because they have someone else out there being vigilant for them. But as soon as they hear the alarm, as soon as that gun goes off, their ears perk up. Mm -hmm. They are now vigilant themselves. And that's what we're, we have to make sure we are vigilant, not just for ourselves, but for others. Um, every thought either has a death nature to it or it has a Zoe life nature attached to it. Once a thought is allowed access into our life, the nature or life within that thought is released within our life and it begins to work. So we can go back to that cup of water thing again. Mm -hmm. What are we going to allow that thought to do? Be a thought of life where we get the water mm -hmm. and we go, thank you, Lord. I cast down that thought yes. of root beer and, <laughs> and, and I move on. That is a thought of life. Do we understand that the poison contained in a wrong thought has the potential to lead us not only into ungodly behavior, but into disaster? If that guard on the wall doesn't pay attention, disaster can erupt within that compound. Do you remember what happened to Ananias and Sapphira? We can go into that story into the book of Acts where they had made a decision at home. They had come into some money mm -hmm. and they say, wow, we've got X amount of money now. Um, let's go ahead and share it with the rest of the body of Christ there. And so when they go and they take a portion of that money and they say, here, we want to contribute to the body of Christ here and what God is doing here and wherever they were, um, and then when they were asked, well, is this what you had received? And they said, yes. And that was a lie. Yes. All they had to do is tell the truth. And they say, no, this is 50% of what we got or whatever. And then that would have been okay. Yes. Because yeah. the money was theirs to declare, but they went before the Holy spirit and they lied and there were consequences to their action. It led to disaster. Yes, their own deaths. The investigation process into our thought lives is an action that we must carry out continually in every area of our life. You know, this is, this is not just something that we do because we're at church or we're going to church. It is a thought everywhere, just like at the cup of water. When you go to that fast food restaurant, and thoughts come to you, you deal with it there. Mm -hmm. When you are going to turn on the TV and you're gonna look up a movie and you start watching a movie and all of a sudden you're going, oh, your spirit inside goes, this isn't what you want. This isn't, you don't yeah. need to follow this. Are you gonna continue to watch it or right. are you gonna turn it off? Um, music, um, yes. people that you're meeting with and talking with and stuff, does that conversation steer in a way that that thought comes and go, I don't want to be a part of this. Right. right. And um, we should always 
always, always be ready and village, village, vigilant, vigilant. <laughs> there we go. I'll get the word right. Vigilant. We need it's it's real. It's a requirement. And one of the things that can hinder us is limited Bible knowledge. Yes. That limited Bible knowledge can handicap us to where we don't know the will of God. We don't know the truth. Yeah. There's no reference point to determine whether the thought is true or not. Right. But when you don't know what the word says and what God's will is, then there's no reference point. Right. You don't know. There are some people that do not believe that God still heals today. I'm a firm believer that it is. Yes. And why am why is that? It's because I have gone to the word I have researched it. I have found God's will concerning healing. And experienced it. And experienced it, yes. Yes. And that is a continual thing. We continually feed on those scriptures that that encourage God's will and that we are knowledgeable of it. Um, Do you recall the thoughts that came when you first got saved? You know, I, I can remember that and somewhat it was you know it's been a (laughs) it's been a few few days and and i've slept since then but i've seen and experienced it where other people have gotten saved and then they have brought these experiences back to me with in questions and but when you got saved it was shortly after that or maybe immediately that those thoughts come and what makes you think you really are saved Right. You don't have any proof of that. that. Those are just words people were talking to you. Sure. You know, that's how the devil works. He brings those thoughts and suggestions and ideas. And just like a seed in the ground, if it takes root, if it gets planted, it's not going to root and we're going to fall away. And um, here's another question. You aren't good enough. It'll Those thoughts come. You've sinned so much. Why would God love you? Mm-hmm. This is impossible for you, and you'll never stick with it. Have you heard those thoughts before? Yes. I have, and I know other people have. And this is where we need to learn to control our thought life so that when those thoughts come, even if you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, start working on your thought life now. And when salvation comes, you're going to be able to grab a hold of it and defeat these thoughts. And, and like I said, this isn't just something for the saved. If you don't know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, these are things that you can put into effect to help improve your life, improve your marriage, improve your relationship with your children, improve your relationship with other people. And you know what? As you start to do that, God is going to be able to speak into your life and eventually you're going to get saved. Well, there's another question that comes up here. How long do we keep this up, Christina? I mean, you know, do, you know, hey, you know, I've, you know, you know, since I was a teenager 10 years ago, I've been doing this and now I'm, uh, I'm lying, Lord. Yes, I am. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm 25. <laughs> I'm, I'm stretching the, the truth. I'm 29 years old. Um, but how long do we keep this up? You know, I mean, well, it would be nice to say that when you turn 65, you'll no longer have to investigate each thought. Uh, I can't even remember 65. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to be doing this until Jesus returns or we go home. 
one or the other. Oh, we well, have- I'll be going home in a couple <laughs> hours, so I guess. Go home to heaven. Oh, okay. Uh, we have to get past the mentality that we only need to do it while endeavoring to obtain victory in a certain situation or a specific area. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, the Lord had showed me a picture of myself. I think I'd been like in the middle of an attack and he showed me a picture. You know, those little, I need to find out what the name of them are. They're those little things that are on the dock that you wrap rope around. Um, a cleat. That's probably it, a cleat. And he showed me with a rope holding momentum. And that's kind of what this is. And it's not always like a struggle, but it's, you just, you just you keep that momentum. You keep, you keep that, that line taut. Yeah. You know, it's, you don't let up. Yeah. You don't let up. You know, one of the interesting things about that cleat, when you go to tie that boat up, if you tie it up right, you do not need to hold on to that rope on the other end. That's correct. Because the pressure on that line mm-hmm. against that cleat and against itself holds itself in place. Yes. And that's God in our lives. Yes. yes. We, 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 we grab that rope, we wrap it around him and the knowledge of the word. Yes. And when things go to pull on it, mm-hmm. we don't have to hold on because God's taking care of that's it. That's right. Well, and... Um, I've heard it said many times when somebody handles real money, you, you get to where, you know, what the feel of real money is. So when fake money comes through, like you immediately, you're like, that doesn't feel right. It's similar to that. You know, you, when someone hands you that brand new hundred dollar bill, right. you're going, this ain't real. Yeah. Is that real? But it's because you know, the feel of it. It's like with our thoughts, whenever you keep your thoughts on the right thing, whenever the wrong thought comes up, I mean, it's really, it can be really easy to recognize and you yeah. just throw it, throw it out. You know, that, that's, that's not God. That's not me. That's, that's a lie. Yeah. That's a lie. Yeah. So we need to remember that our enemy is stalking about like a lion searching for weaknesses, outward temptation through our eye holes and ear holes, a position, our backs to him, or when we're alone without support, which could translate for like forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, you know, whenever we're, we, we fall away from maybe being at church, you know, we're yeah. studying at home, but we're not at church. Well, we don't have that support structure around us to just help. Like, you know, you're at home feeling depressed. You can get away with that. But if you're at church and you're all mopey and sad looking, you know, pastor Bob be like, what's up, Christina? Why are you looking all sad? <laughs> <laughs> are you feeling depressed? Yeah. I, uh, I sound like that right? when I talk, don't <laughs> exactly. I? Exactly. Hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> so how do we begin, Bob? How do we begin this process yes. of, of, yes. of dealing with the thoughts? Well, one of the things that I, and I can remember it as a child, because I had trouble trying to learn how to tie my shoes. And, you know, dad would show me how to tie my shoe. Mom would show me how to tie my shoes. Dad would come back, tie your mm-hmm. shoes. I couldn't do it right. Mm-hmm. He'd show me again. Mom would show me again. Mm-hmm. And what the interesting thing is, is mom was left-handed. Dad was right-handed. I was oh. left-handed. So I was learning two different ways. <laughs> but the thing is, is I finally had to learn a way. Mm-hmm. So my dad took one of his old shoes. He took a chair and put it upside down. He nailed that shoe to the bottom rungs of that chair. Mm -hmm. 
And he says, you start tying this shoe and you tie it and untie it and tie it and untie it Mm -hmm. until you can do it right. Mm -hmm. My dad was not going to stand for me trying to get my shoes tied anymore. I don't remember what age I was. I was probably 15 or something, (laughs) but, (laughs) but he, he, you know, I, I can remember that dining room chair upside yes. down and I was sitting there tying that shoe and untying it and tying it. When it was done, you know what I had? I had a habit. Yes. I had a habit. I knew what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I could eventually, and I mean, I can still do it with my eyes closed. Yes. You know, in the dark. Yeah, in the intention. dark or whatever. Yes. It's It becomes a habit. Yes. And that's what we have to do with our thoughts. We have to get a habit going of examining them, not just every day, mm-hmm. but every thought. Yes. The other thing that we need to do is we need to look at it and say, does this thought agree with God? Yes. And that's where that Bible knowledge comes in. We need to know the Bible. Does this thought agree with God's word? Does it agree with that armor? Mm-hmm. And and what was what was the armor again? It was um, the weapons of truth, righteousness, the gospel of peace, faith, salvation, and the word of God. You know, if you don't know what each of those things are then you need to look into it. You need to look up those words. You need to study to show yourself approved and find out what they are. Okay. It doesn't require hours and hours of work to develop this habit. It only takes seconds Mm -hmm. because you can be sitting there and those thoughts can come. And just within that split second, you go, no, I analyze that. Mm -hmm. That word is wrong. That thought is wrong. That suggestion is wrong and then you turn away from it. If in essence we have not discovered a thought recently that goes against our Bible armor. Okay, you know, if you're yeah. you've been listening to this and you're going I've never really had to analyze thoughts before. I've never done it. That would be a good indication mm-hmm. that you aren't doing a very good job or not a job at all in investigating your thought life. If you have not said no to a thought in a while, and I'm talking about that water at the fast food place, Mm -hmm. if you have not said no to a thought in a while, that indicates that you are not doing a good job of maintaining your thought life. You need to stop and reflect. You need to think, how aware am I of this principle? How aware am I of dealing with my thought life. Do I measure my thoughts up against what I know of the Bible? Am I up on what the Bible has to say? Am I aware of the will of God concerning me? These, this is how we begin to grab a hold of these thoughts. We make a habit of it. It doesn't take very long. You know, they say that in the natural, even for an unsaved, unregenerated spirit, that person knows right from wrong. And we can say that about most people in society, although as you can watch the media nowadays and what's happening, 
we see society pulling away and what was wrong is now right. And they're mm -hmm. trying to say what is right is wrong. Yes. So that's where the knowledge of the word of God comes in. So we can keep those parameters correct. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Pastor Tim told a story years ago. Um, he had said that when he was a teenager, he was helping his brother-in-law uh, build. I think he did some kind of carpentry. And he said he was cutting these beams. And he said when he got started, he'd take his tape measure and measure the beams. But then he said he discovered a shortcut and started measuring the beam against the beam against the beam. But what happens is slowly that beam size got off. Right. And uh, my point in bringing that up is we measure... We measure our thoughts against the word, not against what brother so-and-so said. Now, brother so-and-so can give wisdom from the Lord, right. but we measure it against the word. We don't measure it against a person. We don't measure it against somebody's doctrine. It goes against the word every time we measure it. We can't We can't gauge by somebody that's that we, in our mind, say, are living a good guy or a good life or they're a good person. Right. The word is, the word is our plumb line, period. Yeah. I can, I remember that yeah. account that <laughs> Pastor Tim had shared and, and it reminds me of, I had learned that. Mm -hmm. I think most anyone that's worked with wood or, in, and things that are need to be somewhat precise mm -hmm. has, has learned that. And I, my father-in-law was a, um, he was a very handy person for someone that never graduated from high school. Um, he was in very intelligent, very smart, and, and I had so much respect for the man. But one day I come over to visit them at the house and, and he was mad at me. And I said, what are you mad at me for? And he says, well, I had a dream with you and, and, and one of my other brothers-in-law. And he says, I had you helping me on rebuilding the deck out here. And I put you two in charge of building the stairs. And you guys started that stairs at the top and worked to the bottom, and then you were a foot off the ground. <laughs> he and it says, was a dream? It was a dream. <laughs> and I said, well, Dad, you still have the crummy old stairs you got down there. We didn't do it. You did, you know. And, and of course, we were all laughing. But, I mean, it was, you know, that, that just reminded mm -hmm. me of that dream of his. <laughs> well, Christina... You know, we've we're, we have talked about you know how we begin doing this and how we deal with it. Um, what is our duty to identifying these things and whatnot? How do we how do we get started? Well, we identify, quench, and capture. Ooh, yeah. So in identifying each thought, we go in and we see: does it speak life or death? That's how okay. we identify it one or the other and how we quench is which our quench means to extinguish we cut off the fuel source what is distracting us what we see what we hear i like your little uh, what do you call it is it an acronym gigo gigo oh garbage in garbage out i like it i'm gonna remember that's not that. my that's not my that's not, yours? That's, that's not mine that's that's old uh computer term is it okay. yeah yeah um and when I was looking at this section, there was uh, one phrase I wanted to throw in. The fuel source of thoughts is attention. What's your attention on? That fuels, that fuels your thoughts. So when we remove the attention factor, we are in essence quenching the thought. Okay, so that would be similar to you're look, gonna look up a movie to watch mm -hmm. and, and, and you've got G and whatever, a, a 
G something or else. And, and then you got R mm -hmm. and you see it's an R and you just grab on to that and say, well, that sounds like a good movie. I don't care if it's an R right. rating. Right. Well, and you go and you hold it up to the word. <laughs> yeah. You hold it up to the word. And why is it R? Because it has explicit language or it has people undressed in it. Right. And you go, you know, I don't think that I can listen or watch, watch that. That's, that's you've quenched, you've yes. immediately quenched that thought. Yes, then. That's, that's not a good influence on me. The Lord delivered me of cussing years ago. So I don't think I should watch a movie that's got a lot of cussing. Right. And so you remove your attention from it. You don't read, you don't read the little bio on there that says what it's about. You go, you know, that's not a good choice. Let's switch back to the family friendly or whatever. Right. Right. <laughs> Uh, so in essence, you quench that thought. You cut your attention span. You don't dwell on it. You don't give a place for the devil. Mm. So you divert your attention back to what the Bible says. You you think on those things in Philippians 4, 8. What is it? Good. Well, let's look oh, it up. Oh, goodness. Let's yeah, look let's up. look it up. <laughs> let's look it up. Okay. There's Philippians. I think it's funny. I'm the one that asks, and then I forget what it says. <laughs> That's a, that's normal. That's why yes. I almost always type out scriptures yes. for me because when Blank. I try to do it from memory, mm -hmm. for some reason, I just freeze up. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm one of those people. I have the index marked in my Bible. So when they say, go to Habakkuk 3, I can go to the index and find Habakkuk, yes. you know, real quick. You know, yes, I'm, I am ones. not ashamed of the index of God. No. No. <laughs> but, um, Philippians 4, 8 says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatever things are noble, mm -hmm. whatever things are lovely, whatever things are good, of good report, if there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Yes. Think on those things. Let, those, let your thoughts be those things. Yes. So that thought, we hold it up to that. Yes. Is it any of those things? Nope. Nope, I feel angry whenever I watch this. I feel angry whenever I do this. I don't think that that's something I need to be doing. We're going to we're going to cast that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a decision of our will. And mm -hmm. you know, it's it, it, there's times where those things that aren't good, it's like it kind of does something in your soul and kind of makes you feel good about being angry or makes you feel good about, you know what I mean? And yeah. you've got to make a decision like no, that's just not going to bring any life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> being angry or whatever this is, isn't going to bring any life. So I'm just going to go ahead and lay that down. Even though my soul is like, whoo you know, you know, in modern day, we have Facebook and all these other venues mm -hmm. and you can make posts. And how many times have you sat down and you thought, well, I'm going to respond to this and you write a post and then you get to the end and you got that mm -hmm. scratchy feeling yep. on the inside is like, this is dirty. Yeah. You know, this isn't right. This yeah. isn't. Or there's no love. And you hit that, mm -hmm. you know. Delete. Delete yes. or, you know, just back off each letter at a time. And then I'll, I'll get, I, I, I have done this and then I've gotten to the back and I go, well, I'm going to put it this way, mm -hmm. you know, and I'll, and I'll try and do that. And that feeling is still yep. there. And I go, no, Bob, no, yep. you have no business responding to this in any way, shape or form. Yes. And that's one of the things that the Lord dealt with me um, on, on that venue. And I have never done it again 
And then, you know, you've got the little thumbs up, you got a mm-hmm. smiley face, you've got all these different little love and care and, and whatnot. And then you got that little angry face. Yes. And the Lord said, I never want to see you put an angry face on anything. Even if it's something that irritates you, he says, because what that's doing, that's a seed that's in your heart that's going to grow, and you're going to let yourself get angry. Oh, that's a good point. And yeah. so I can put a sad face or a cry face or something like that or nothing at yeah. all, and just but on. I'm not going to let those emotions, those thoughts, those suggestions, those ideas rule my life. Yes, yeah. So it's a decision of our will. Mm-hmm. The redirection of our attention will be the result of a decision of our will. This is not something that happens automatically. A conscious effort to maintain our thought life. The entire time you are thinking about what the Bible says, you are in effect extinguishing the attacking thought. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about capturing. Okay. Okay. So we, we, we've went ahead. We identified the thought. Mm-hmm. We've taken that thought and we have quenched it. Mm-hmm. Um, with our little cup of water. Yes. <laughs> We've made that decision. Yes. It's a decision of our will to do that. Yes. And yes. now we're going to talk about capturing it. Yes. Go for it. Okay. <laughs> so you've uh, identified the thought as a foe. Now bring it into captivity. Now this is our scripture that we quoted earlier. I'm going to quote it again because I just feel like it's such a good one. We're just going to keep talking about it. 2 Corinthians 10.5, casting down imaginations and every high thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Capturing is not done alone. Yeah. The enemy's thought will come with outside help many times. And I was so thankful for his illustration of this with um, a photo, a memory, a sound, a smell, or even... A person to back up its lie. Um, you know, I, I keep picturing that that story you brought up from Nancy Dufresne about yes. the rat in the boat. Yes. You know, there's two of you in the boat, and you both got to deal with this mm-hmm. thing. And I still picture that thought, taking that thought, <laughs> banging it on the on the side of the boat. Yes. <laughs> so we don't allow destructive thoughts to enter our mind unrestricted. We don't allow them to grow. Song of Solomon 2.15, it's the little foxes that spoil the vines. I'm so thankful for that scripture. It feels like it's just come up a lot in the last year or two. It has. It really has. The Lord obviously is putting his finger on something. Don't let the little things that you don't think is a a big deal come in and mess up everything. Yeah. You know, it's like that little bit of mold on the bread sitting next to the other bread. If you don't get that mold out of there... It's going to mold everything. Right. It's those little those little things that it can start spreading. Right. So we learn how our thoughts, learn how to, ta- I'm sorry, I'm messing my words up. Learn how to take our thoughts captive. You have to learn how to take, sorry. <laughs> learn how thoughts take you captive. Yes. My brain just went. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, help me, Bob. Um, so we turn our attention to the thought. And on to what the word has to say about the suggestion or the idea that's being offered. Right. So you hold that word up. Yeah. You hold that word up. Yeah, I I, I like that phrase that he had made. Yes. Learn how thoughts take you captive. Yes. When you learn how thoughts take you captive, you can learn how to take 
thoughts captive. Yes, my, bra- it's, it's, my brain messed it's, that up. <laughs> well, it's just his play on words and the yes. way he turned it around. If Good. we pay attention to how the devil is utilizing thoughts and yes. attacking us, we can go and we can turn the tables on him. You know what it makes me think of? Um, I'm not a huge sports fan, but I've heard of them watching like game film. They watch right. game film and they'll watch the other team and see kind of what their strategy is. So once you learn their strategy, you can come over and in a sense, use that against them. Right. So right. you learn that strategy of how the devil comes in trying to be sneaky and you're like, Mm-mm. yeah. And, and that's why like in football, mm-hmm. um, playbooks are so, I mean, that they, they got those under lock and key, yes. you know, they don't want that playbook getting out to another team right. and, and baseball. I mean, why do you think that catcher sits there with that mid out like that and the batter can't see him and he puts mm-hmm. fingers down signaling to the, uh, the pitcher mm-hmm. how to throw that ball so we can get this guy off balance and get him out of here. Yes. Yes. As we turn toward the thought, we begin to allow what we have found in God's word to flow out of our mouths. If thoughts can speak to us, we can speak to them. Mm, yeah. Use your mouth. Speak out loud to the thoughts. That is best not done around people, <laughs> although yeah. there is some appropriate time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you know, I think we've all been into that situation mm-hmm. where, you know, okay, I'm at home. Mm-hmm. I'm working on the lawnmower. I'm not happy with what's going on. And that thought comes, well, I want to sit there and say, you stupid, crummy thing. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a word curse. Yes. You know, I want that lawnmower to work right. Mm-hmm. So I say, you blessing from God, you're going to work <laughs> the way you're supposed to. Yes. Okay. That's fine when I'm mm-hmm. working on the lawnmower, but when I'm uh, out there and, and I'm in a, grocery store and i've got that cart that's got the wheel that's going blah, 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 you know as you're as you're going down the aisle that may be the best not the best time in a crowded situation to speak truth to that wheel yeah you know and funny. and and you deal with that thought sometimes you just have to deal with those thoughts quietly mm-hmm. but yes the majority of the time we can speak out against them um, so we speak to the thoughts the same way Jesus did in Luke chapter four. It is written. It is written. It is written. You know, I was in a conversation with somebody one time and they, it was a family member and they said, so-and-so had diabetes. I have diabetes. You're going di- to get diabetes. And I look at it, I go, no, I'm not. Whoa. I will not have yeah. that. That'll never be something that I have. Yeah. And I think they were just like, and it was just like, we'll just keep moving. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I experienced that in my family. You know, I, I can remember my dad had heart conditions most of his life and stuff. And his dad died of that. His grandfather mm-hmm. died the same way. And they actually told me, well, you know, mm-hmm. you, you're going to end up the same way. And I, it was not until years later until I got into the word of God and mm-hmm. the, the word of faith yes. movement that I learned that's a word curse. That's a curse in my life. And that's one of the first things I turned around and reversed. And I said, no, this will not exist. Yes. I remember when I got the reality that, um, God and I decide when I die Yeah. and how I'll die. Yeah. I I mean, I can talk to him and say, you know, I'd really prefer to, (laughs) Yeah. I'd I'd actually prefer to just ride up in a chariot if, if I had a choice, (laughs) not a flaming one or, well, I don't know, know. as long as it'd catch me on fire, but (laughs) something like that, or just 
you know, just go home quietly in my sleep. And I believe the Lord will honor that stuff. Yeah. You know, we don't have to die an awful death with a disease. We can, we can die a good death. (laughs) Exactly. You know, and I mean, there is the case of, uh, dad Hagen, if, if you don't know who I'm talking about, um, Kenneth Hagen senior and, and I was heard this and I was told this, that he had said that when he died, he would be having breakfast, Mm -hmm. have a bowl of strawberries with cream on it or something like that. And he would fold his hands and go on home. And that is exactly the position he was in when they called an ambulance. And of course, you know, you don't, you don't know what this person is going through. So they called an ambulance. Sure. They found out what was going on. And um, he was already gone home to the Lord. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was, he didn't die of this or die of that. He did what he said he wanted yes. to do. The Lord honored him and he had his strawberries and, and, yes. and went home. Yes. He enjoyed himself. And then he just, him and God just, oh. he just went. That's oh, cool. that, that just, that just excites <laughs> yes. me. It excites me that we have, and serve a God that loves us so much he does. that he's willing to reach out and allow us to do those sort of things. Yes. So the person who fails to speak, the silent Christian, will find it difficult to win this battle within the mind. Mm. I remember when I got a hold of that. Like, I, you know, you get a little timid about praying around people and speaking around people. But then when you really get a hold of it, Mark 11, 24 talks about, you say, yeah. you say yeah. to this mountain, well, that that's got to come out your mouth. Right. You know, whenever you get saved, you got to say, yeah. And, and so when I got a hold of that, I was like, well, I'm just going to say from now on, I mean, I don't want to dishonor anybody in what I'm saying, but I'm going to be bold and, and be go with the Lord. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think, you know, that we have learned, especially in at here mm-hmm. at Grace and um, other churches and, and ministers that we've been taught, how to grab a hold of those thoughts and and to speak out, and yes. we will. And then when we get to that point, there's a boldness that grows up, and I can be in yes. a room with someone and they'll say, they'll say something that is basically they're cursing their life. Wow! Yeah, and I will turn to them and I'll say no say this yes because what you're doing your words are creative yes and and you're creating a situation a future for yourself yes that is not conducive to life yes and they may not believe in god but they'll grab a hold of that mm-hmm. because they see the hope that's in me mm-hmm. yes uh when thoughts develop into a physical attack to where our bodies are affected or our mental capability oh, sorry capacities, depression, or Alzheimer are some examples of it. It is imperative that we speak aloud. The devil and his minions cannot read our, our thoughts. Yeah. We need to say it. Yeah. We need to say it. That's not going to be named among me. These symptoms have to go. Right. And that's, you know, there's, um, I have been taught, I don't do it all the time. And, um, it's something that I'm working on, but that when we read the word, when we get this word, we need to read it out loud. Yes. We need to read it out loud. We can read it to ourselves. Mm -hmm. We're going to get fed. But when we read it out loud, Mm -hmm. the devil can hear that. Yes. His minions can hear that. And they're going, Oh gosh, 
She's got the word out. She's reading it out loud, yep. and that hurts my ears. Yes. Well, that's just too bad, devil. Yeah. Care. <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> we don't care. We're going to take you and whack your head on the side of the boat. Yes. Just like the rat you are. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool to get a picture, though, to really think through how to deal with something like that. Yeah. It really, he's not this huge being with a pitchfork you know he's a little little stinky guy that we just need to whack on the head and move on you yeah know? That, well there isn't there that scripture that says this is who we were afraid of right you know right. when we finally see him we're gonna go oh, that wimpy little guy had this much influence on the world right you know i was talking to the lord one day and I've, i'd been reading through some scriptures and i was like you know lord some of these these stories, I would love it if when I get to heaven, if there'd be some playback, you know what I mean? If I could go, if there was some kind of, I don't know if it's possible, but it'd be really neat if there was some playback where I could watch some of these things, almost like a video, yeah. you know, like Satan falling from, from heaven and the different, just the different stories that we've built our life on. I'd love to get to see it in the first person through like a video. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Oh, wow. That's exciting. Um, He's got big screen TV right? there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so speaking with our mouth and presenting our case using the same technique, the attacking thoughts use on us will enable us to use this battle within our mind and our body. And and we come back to knowledge and its proper use wins battles. Yeah. You know, and I keep, we keep talking about in our mind and in our body. Mm -hmm. And that's because our bodies need to be spoke to. Yes. You know, when, when sickness or disease, you know, we don't know how that got there, whether it is a spirit of infirmity that has entered in, it could have been our mouths that opened up and, and brought this upon us. Um, but all this stuff can be reversed and we speak out loud. Yes. Um, my wife and I, when we get together, when we take communion, we, we, we do that and we give thanks. We're speaking this out loud. Mm -hmm. We thank you for what the body and the blood of Christ has done for us, yes. is doing for us, and will do for us. We proclaim all this stuff. We speak to our bodies. We speak to her body. We speak to my body. Mm -hmm. And we tell them to get in line. Yes. And we tell that those things that are influencing or supporting that sickness in our body has no no right mm -hmm. to be there it's like owning a home mm -hmm. you bought a home the previous owner has no right to be in that house and satan sickness disease has no right to be in my body no right to be in my wife's body no right to be in your body because the greater one lives within us yes man that's good that's good you know as we kind of wrap this up these three weeks that we've done this um, I want to go ahead and read a portion of what he had written, uh, Reverend Doug Jones. He wrote, without controlling our thought life, our marriages will continue to be weakened and our performances on our jobs will remain below God's standard as long as Christians allow, continue to allow any and all thoughts to enter their minds at will. Our ability to receive healing through faith will continue to frustrate us as long as we fail to examine every thought that comes our way after we pray and believe that we receive. 
It will take consistent effort on our part if we choose to defend ourselves against the fiery darts of the wicked one. It will take effort to investigate each thought in order to determine whether it is a friend or a foe. It will take effort to locate scriptures that we can use to surround the untimely capture and incoming thought. And lastly, it will take effort to speak what we know toward the incoming thought that is seeking to spread its fire and destruction within our life. He goes on to say, we are at war and the price of failing to maintain our thought life is great. We need to grab a hold of that. We need to grab a hold of how important it is to control our thought life. Go ahead. Let's get get the last word in here, okay. Christina. So we need to bridle our mouths. Mm. We need to watch what we say. We need to keep our body under and into subjection. We say what our body does, right. not the other way around. And then we need to take every thought captive. Every thought captive. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Bridle your mouth, you know, and yes. if, you, if, if you're familiar with horses and stuff, mm-hmm. you put that bridle on and that bridle through it, you can control the direction yes. of that horse. We need to bridle our mouths so we don't say the things that can stimulate thoughts, suggestions, and yes. ideas that the devil wants us to deal with. Yes. Well, or, and even, you know what I mean? You can be in the middle of a battle. And what mama said, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. There are times where if, if you're struggling with saying the right thing or something helpful, just be quiet till you can, Yeah, (laughs) you know, it's okay. It's okay to be quiet. (laughs) Yeah. I, uh, in closing here, I, 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 my wife told me last night that, um, our great granddaughter, um, went to her grandma and climbed up on her lap and said, Grandma, I have loved you all of my life. Oh, sweet. You know what? That's what we get to do with God. We get to climb up in his lap and say, Father, I have loved you all of my life. I want to think on these things because you have my best interest at heart. Do you have anything last to say regarding this book? I I have enjoyed it. Oh, yes. I've so enjoyed it. You know, we've been there. A lot of these elements we've been taught, but to get deeper, to get deeper and to study more on it and get more focused. Yeah. It's been a great help to me. Yeah. And I believe it's going to be a great help to everybody else. And I would encourage if, if these uh, podcasts have helped you, please share, please share right. them. If there's somebody, you know, that really just struggles with depression or, um, negativity or you know what I mean? Like struggles with anything in their thought life, please share it with them because the word works. Yes. And we believe that we believe that this is, this was at the unction of the Lord. Right. This wasn't just Bob and Christina's idea. And so please share it to, to help people. Yeah. You know, um, I know somebody, and I think I might've mentioned it earlier. I know somebody that's really struggled with substance abuse and really, I mean, yes, there's a deliverance, but it, your thoughts, your thoughts is where you need to start at, yes. you know, knowing the Lord, but your thoughts and getting those thoughts right, keeping them on the Lord, keeping them on the right things. And the Lord can walk you out of anything. 
Right. You can walk you out of anything yeah. if you get your thoughts on the right. And thing. then keep in mind that there is no com- condemnation yes. there. Yes. That we all deal with these things. Yes. You're dealing with those thought life. No one's going to condemn you. No. If you come up to someone saying, hey, I'm having trouble in this venue, a member of the body of Christ is willing to reach out yes. and, and not condemn, yeah. but to help you get through these thoughts. Yes. We need to deal with these yes. thoughts. And we're here Hallelujah. if people need prayer. Yeah. I want to keep reiterating that. If you need prayer, if you need somebody, somebody to stand with you, please reach out. Yes. I mean, I know both of us and many others at our church would be happy to stand yes. with anybody struggling. So if you, if, if you are struggling, if you need some help, reach out. Mm-hmm. And, and like Christina said, we, we are here to help you. Yes. If, um, if you need to contact us, you mm-hmm. can reach us at gracecitychurch.tv. That's our website. Mm-hmm. You can uh, email us at hello at gracecitychurch.tv. You can call us at 870-741-9099 and get a hold of us. Leave a message. Someone will get back with you. We'd, we'd love to help you. We'd love to minister to you. Um, this is Grace for the City podcast, yeah. and, and this goes out to all the world. And we hope that you can share this podcast. If you would like to sow into the ministry, sow into this podcast, you can do that at our website. Just go to the give button, click on uh, the information that's there. And we would appreciate that. It is good ground to sow in. Yes. Because we want to sow into people's lives how to control their thought lives. Thank you for being with us today. We will... uh, be back uh, next week or Pastor Justin, I believe, will be back next week. And I'm looking forward to his message. God bless you. Thank you for being with us. And we will talk to you again.